Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. A gun, gunman opens fire in a synagogue in San Diego. Another gunman massacres worshippers in two mosques in Christchurch, New, New Zealand. Series of suicide bomb attacks in Sri, Sri Lankan churches on Easter Sunday. That, ladies and gentlemen, was just in the past month. What was two, two months? What was common amongst the victims was they were peaceful worshippers. Their killers, was very, they were very different from each other, except for one thing, hate. It is now more than ever that we need to get together and face this hate together. And there, while people are dividing us on the basis of religion, I feel that it is the very faith and scriptures that could unite us in the future. To, um, to prove that point, let me give you three verses from the Holy Quran. Quote, there is no compulsion in religion. Surah Bar Baqarah verse 256. What it also means is that God has given mankind the freedom to choose their own religion. Second, quote, unto every one of you we have given a different law and a way of life. And if God had so willed, he could have made you one single community, unquote. Surah Maida, verse 48. Therefore, the diversity of religions is part of the divine plan. So who are we to oppose this? or to hate other religions. Third, as part of that unity is also, as part of the divine plan is also unity of his followers. Quote, O people of the book, come to common terms that between you and us that we worship none but God. Surah Ali Imran verse 64. Yes, unity is the goal, but before we get to that place, we have to sit down and talk about the misconceptions which we have about each other. One of the biggest misconceptions that is out there about Islam is that it's a religion of violence and terror. And this is despite the fact that over 90% of the terrorist attacks that have taken place in the United States have occurred, unfortunately, by non-Muslim white males. You know the ones that are always, they're nev never called dom domestic ter 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 terrorists, but are called lone wolves or confused individuals or men mentally disturbed. Unfortunately, we have used religion to create a self-serving, money-generating institutions which for survival teach their followers to dislike or even hate other re re religions. Even the ultimate capitalists like ourselves have to accept the fact that there is no Moses Inc., Jesus Inc., Muhammad Inc. If there ever was one, there was always a God Inc. So what can be accomplished by this interfaith dialogue? You, have, you will hear from other speakers also about how an interfaith can help the various com 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 communities. But let me tackle this from an activist point of view. One, protection of a place, place of worship. We can share information and resources. Say for a security company was to outfit a mosque, a gurdwara, a temple, a church, a synagogue, and does a bunch of them together, 
they will give you a better price and also they can market themselves better because they, it makes them very unique in doing so. I and my group, Muslims United for Judge and Justice, had published a white paper on how to protect our mosques. The same principles can be applied to other, other places of worship also. Two, feed the hungry and the homeless, but with a twist. Do it together. Imagine a, a soup kitchen in which there is a Hindu, a Sikh, a Muslim, a Christian, and a Jew all serving at the same time. What a love, lovely message that would be. Three, family values. Not just promotion of marriage and moral values, yes, they are critical, but also the uncomfortable subjects of drugs and domestic violence, etc., because these problems are common to all faiths. Free health clinics. Doctors, nurses, and other healthcare providers can devote their time to the uninsured in clinics which are held in places of worship itself, and we can take turns in different places. I pitched this idea to some of my colleagues and also the CEO of my hospital and um, unfortunately it didn't go far mainly because of one major obstacle and that is lawsuits. Yes, even in a charity situation we can get hit with lawsuits. And I had, I had addressed this issue to the health commissioner who I don't think is here today but uh, about, about this to take, take it up in future. <clears throat> Number five. Those who live along the southern border can get together and help the asylum seekers and those little kids in ice cages. Six, national politics. When the Muslim ban was announced, there was a huge outpouring of people out on the streets. And you know what was unique about the crowds out there? The vast majority of them were non-Muslim. When the white nationalists marched, in the streets of Charlottesville with the tor torches shouting, Jews will not replace us. Many from the Muslim community came out in opposition, not because hidden in those chants was also a chant that would say Muslims will not replace us, but also because of the fact that was the right thing to do. Therefore, when the current occupant of the White House Yes, the same person who called them very fine people and who also has said that Islam hates us. That guy. When he tries to divide us, we stay united. And just sit back and relax and see his face change from orange to red. Seven, oppose endless wars. Arms sales are extremely lucrative to our economy. And we are making loads of money selling sophisticated killing machines to the Saudis and the Emiratis to bomb into ruin the poorest country in Middle East, Yemen. 25,000 killed or in, in, injured, one child dying every eight minutes, cholera epidemic affecting one million cases. Yes, we are at the center of this devastation. And you know what the pathetic thing about this whole thing is? where we are making money on this tra tra tragedy. We have been selling arms, including to bad characters around the world for gen generations. And this keeps going worse. State Department figures have shown that, that in 2018, US arms sales equal 200, almost $200 billion. According to the Stockholm Peace Institute, U.S. has one-third of the world's arms market share. One-third, one country alone. Just think about it. Yes, 
you know, there, this is a very sad situation that we are making money at the tra tra tragedy of so many. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our Benjamins are dripping with blood of the innocent. What have we learned from Vietnam or Iraq? Nothing. According to a study by Brown University, the post 9-11 war on terror has cost us $6 trillion. But what did it bring us? Refugees and more terror. Every religion opposes war and killing. This is one place where we can all join together. Without, it's a no-brainer. Let us unify and oppose the new wars that are now being pushed by hawks like Bolton and Pompeo on Venezuela and Iran. Let us say it loud and clear as a common faith, no more wars. Number eight, finally, to always we should be going with the oppressed. Even if the oppressor or the oppressing country is one of our own kind, whether it's a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, or a Hindu. And if you have come out of oppression yourself, do not oppress others just because now you can. As the Torah has reminded us time and again, as in Exodus 23:9, do not oppress the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Let me conclude by saying, yes, we may not have everything which our religion wanted to, us to have, but at least we have each other. When we work together, we bring the world closer. And when we do that, God comes closer to us. Thank you very much. May God bless you all and guide us all. Assalamu alaikum.